Welcome to the Mary D Show. I'm your host, Mary D, here to be your guide as we extract wisdom and life lessons from top CEOs, thought leaders, artists, spiritual luminaries, and wellness experts. My intention is to bring you value in every show that sparks an idea, helps you break a limiting belief, or encourages you to create thoughts that uplevel your life so that you can know from the deepest parts of your soul that everything you want is available to you and that abundance is your birthright. In 2018, I healed from breast cancer holistically after surgery without the use of chemotherapy or pharmaceuticals. I love biohacking and plant medicine and exploring spirituality and what it means to be in relationship with spirit so that we can feel whole and complete no matter what life throws at us. My specialty in the business world is strategy and leadership, and my gift to each of you is my ability to listen so that I can help others see themselves. In each episode, I want to sprinkle you with some hope dust, tickle your funny bone, and inspire you to find your inner roar. Get ready to live your most aligned, purposeful, and joy-filled life now, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have a very, very special guest for you. This is my good friend and someone that I really admire in the space, entrepreneur, just all around wonderful human. I would say someone that I can count on for some spiritual insight and someone who's just really dedicated to his own personal growth and development. And that is my friend, Ree Perez of Branding for the People. He is a CEO. He is a masterful brand wizard, and he has worked with a lot of major brands to not just update some of them, but to really help them relaunch back into the market. And if you go to the Branding for the People website, oh my gosh, you're going to see some magic there. Follow him on Instagram as well as Branding for the People, and you're going to see some beautiful case studies and work there. And If there's one thing branding for the people specifically could be remembered for, is there like a one-liner that you have of what you want branding for the people to be remembered for? Yeah. So we really relate to ourselves as in the business of transformation. And then more specifically, we transform the brands that are transforming the world. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Beautiful tagline. And again, the quality of the work that happens through branding for the people, you're going to feel it on today's call. And part of that discovery is us talking to Ree Perez about who Ree Perez is and how he ticks and operates. Ree and I, we met at a Camp Maverick. Yannick Silver puts these on. We were instant friends. We had this instant like brother-sister energy and we were like bantery right away. And then that was the end of it. We just knew we were going to be friends forever. And one thing that's always a pleasant surprise to me, Reed, that I don't know if some of our listeners are aware of, and even our friends that are listening, is that you have actually, for a very long time, been very invested in personal growth and development. You're like certified in a lot of things through training classes. Like this isn't like you read a few books and you pat yourself on the back for being a woo person at the end of the day. Like you actually have deep dived into some actual real work. So talk to me about. When does that happen or how did that happen for you? So a good friend of mine, we were just hanging out one night and I was in my 30s, early 30s. And I was just feeling really unfulfilled. I was feeling unhappy. 
I was feeling really stuck. And my friend was completely baffled. He's like, you're good looking. You have a great career. You have your own home. You have all the stuff that you might think are great indicators for someone to be happy and fulfilled. And I was so stubborn. I was probably a bit more righteous. It was probably all my traumas, sort of my shadow work sort of coming in to like really survive in this world in New York City. And he had said, you should do this thing. It made a big difference for me. And it was called the Landmark Forum. You know, I wasn't really into personal growth and development at the time. It felt cultish. It felt like, I don't need to do that. I had such an attitude about it. <laughs> I was like, what could this course possibly do? It's like three days, three and a half days, I have to give up my weekend, all the stories. And so what was great about that conversation is that he really stood for me. And if you've ever had the experience where someone really stands for you and all your bullshit limiting beliefs, it was actually a bit more assertive. He was like, just do the fucking landmark for him. <laughs> and this is in 2001. I remember it to the day. It was like uh, right before Easter weekend in April, the same year as 9-11. So several months before 9-11. And I did it, the landmark form in the World Trade Towers. So wow. now that I've arrived there, that cracked me wide open. I was just, everything made sense. I got it. I got a lot of the distinctions. I think I got it a lot faster than a lot of the other people who were there. And I was like, put me in the advanced course and then put me in this. And then I just kept taking myself on because I felt like I was on ecstasy and I wasn't taking ecstasy. I just felt, and not that I would know what that feels like. Just, <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> so you're saying you know what that feels like. <laughs> it felt, I just felt so alive. And then that's when I knew that I was hooked. And then that's when I knew that I wanted to develop mastery in developing myself and mastering in these distinctions and I think that's the answer to your question. It's like, that's sort of the entree. That's kind of what opened it up for me. And then just to kind of put a nice bow on everything I just shared, like fast forward, I have done lots within that organization from coaching to doing their leadership program, coaching, executive ed coaching it, taking on leadership roles within the company. And then after I completed that, there were new tools and new things in personal growth and development that I could take on that were not within that discipline. But it was the opening that allowed me to have the listening for and the readiness and willing to kind of explore what else could I learn about myself mm. and what other tools could apply as I move along in these different seasons in my life. Oh, that's so good. And what is the one thing, and maybe there's not just one thing, maybe there's more than one thing, but maybe one thing you can think of right now that you know now that you wish you had known before you started your personal development journey? So it's a couple of things, but it's kind of in the same conversation, which is I am enough and that it's just faulty or doesn't serve me to walk around not feeling that I'm not enough around people who are also walking around feeling that they're not enough. Why would I possibly want to get acceptance from someone else that's probably in the same exact conversation, more likely, in their head about they're not enough? But the crux of it is that I am enough. I feel like people can go their whole life feeling not enough. I know the one that I see the most in the world of consulting is folks who have a lot of imposter syndrome. Yeah. That's the one I see the most. And that is rooted in not feeling like you're good enough. And it goes back to your self-esteem, your self-worth. It's this whole cycle. And 
that one, that's a big one. This life, I feel like, is a journey of self-love. Yes. I totally concur with that. And I think just to piggyback on what we're talking about now or what we opened up is that I'll speak for myself. Like maybe I intellectually understood I'm enough, but when you really start to embody that and then also just know that you might have that conversation still in your head of like, you're not this enough or you're not that enough, but it's the awareness, the self-awareness of like, oh, that's just a conversation. Let's quiet that conversation. Let's pick on a new conversation that you can actually be sensibly in control of the conversation that you're telling yourself. Or you can at least be mindful of it because our brains, they say some things and it's not always necessarily for you to act upon it. So yeah, all the conversations that we have in our mind. How have you navigated your own personal growth and development and the changes and shifts that you've made within yourself? One great example is you just being able to even say, hey, I was this person who was a little self-righteous and like, I don't want to give it my weekend, stubborn, right? Because that's part of the fun of your personality also, I'll say that. And as the people who are closest to you, like our family, right? Our family is such a good example or our friends that we grow up with. Like, how do you navigate those shifts? Because now you're not showing up as the person that they've known you as. Sure. Right? It can be confusing for them. Or I think that's where you also get people who are like, "Mm, what's happening here? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. There's two parts how I want to respond to that. So there's probably aspects of me that sort of shifted, right? Like there's new ways of beings that I can adopt. Maybe I'm softer. Maybe I'm gentler. Maybe I'm kinder. So I definitely think that there was new ways of being that I've adopted that people are like, whoa, what's different about you? And I honor that. And I think that's great. And then people can interact with me in a different way, or it kind of interrupts what they call they're already always listening. The way that they currently listen to you, it shifts that dynamic and therefore it can shift the relationship. The other piece of that is, and you pointed to this, which is there's still an aspect that's still very much my personality. And it might occur as arrogant or confident or witty or funny or rambunctious or whatever, like when you and I hit it off, right, that banter. But how I navigate that now, at least, is particularly like humor. Let's just use humor. Maybe people can relate to this. Like I like to crack jokes. Sometimes I'm always cracking jokes. When I start to become self-aware, when am I using comedy and humor as a way of connection or as a method for deflection. So sometimes I'm just more aware of like, ooh, this might not be the right time to crack that joke, even though it would be super funny. (laughs) This might not be the best time, like hold it in that pocket for a little bit longer, just to be with maybe something else there. And it could be a deeper and richer conversation with someone It could be a range of other things. But that's one of the things that came up for me was like, hmm, sometimes I'm a little uncomfortable with such serious conversations all the time. And I love deep conversation, but sometimes I like to break it up and bring some levity to it. But sometimes it's about holding in that pocket of like staying in the deepness and the richness of a conversation to see how can you go a little bit deeper or can you like really lean into the gold of what's being discussed. Yes. Oh my gosh. That totally reminds me. When I was sitting in my very first ayahuasca ceremony, there's this thing that happens. They'll bring people up and like kind of a Reiki master works on you and and everyone surrounds you and they're singing and it's a really beautiful part of it. 
And I remember, like, I was one of the last people. It was like the last day. We're outside. It's so beautiful. My purge that day had been just crying, just a lot of just crying and emotional release, which felt amazing. And as we were laying there, like, we had these moments where we would laugh because, like, he was working on me and he was like moving the energy around in my body. And I was like, hey, I don't know what you're doing down there. I'm like, but it feels really good. Can you press just a little bit harder? And like, and then we all just broke out into laughter. And it was like part of making this like, semi-serious, you know, circle, like really just fun because we were all playing. And then one of the guys behind me goes, yeah, he goes, we don't know what we're doing either. He goes, but we're just going to keep on going, you know? And then we all start laughing again. And then one of the other guys in front of me, he's like, Mary, he goes, this is very serious. I go, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm ruining this very spiritual experience for you. Let me lay back down and be quiet. And then it's just more laughter. And then now everybody is joining in and laughing. And I think that's part of it, right? Is like, we're all here to play. And you can even be in these moments of deep inflection or conversations and enjoy like the joy and the silliness of like, we're here to play like. That's right. Yeah. I always gauge how well I think I'm going to be friends with someone by how quickly our inner childs show up to like laugh and play and be silly. And that's exactly why you and I just connected. A hundred percent. I think that's why you and I connected is because we just immediately went there without even like trying. That's the thing. It was just effortless without even trying of just saying, okay, this woman can pick up what I'm putting down. And throw it right back at you. (laughs) I said, okay, challenge accepted. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it so much. And anytime I see you at at a thing, and like if you didn't mention it or whatever, I always go, ah, rethinks that people are going to think I'm his wife again. And he doesn't want to invite me. (laughs) That is true for those listening in. Like seriously, Mary D, we have such a great connection. And then sometimes we will be at events and people think that she's my wife. And if you're new to me, you would know that that would be so far from the truth. Not because Mary D is not an amazing human. It's because I don't swing that way. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to get Reed to marry me for years, and I just don't come equipped with what he needs. So speaking of, how is single life? I think that the answer to that question evolves month to month because as I'm evolving and sort of shifting my frequency and whatever I'm broadcasting out there, I think the opportunities shift in terms of what that means for me and my relationship to single life, and also my relationship to potential partnership. For the most part, I'm, I'm always in a really great space around that. I'm in the inquiry phase of like, ooh, what else is available when I get clear on exactly what this feels like for me in relationship, what I want it to look like, but mostly what I want it to feel like. And I just came from an ayahuasca retreat in Costa Rica. And one of the things that I sort of like explored even further was my relationship to men, really kind of connecting the dots where I didn't always necessarily feel safe, comfortable, or trusting in primarily all male and primarily heterosexual male environments. And then sort of coming out at 19 as a gay man and dating men and then just having the full experience of falling in love and falling out of love and having my heart broken and all that sort of stuff. It's just this recurring theme of like, do I feel safe around men? One of the last breakups that I went that really shook me to my core 
that was not about trying to, you know, complete me. It was more a path of really first focusing on the self-love, which we all know is where it starts. To answer your question now, it's kind of like, I think now that I've really started to lean more into being okay, being enough, loving myself, that I believe that which I will attract going forward will sort of match that frequency. Yes, and amen. I completely agree with that. I think that there's also this beautiful thing that happens, right, in the waiting, in the waiting and the anticipation of knowing that like, hey, when my vibe is right, it's going to show up. I don't want less than that high vibe kind of love. And in between and forever, I'm still always going to be in love with myself. So let me just keep on loving myself so fully in all of that no matter what. And I think that's such a, a beautiful, beautiful part of it. And I want to be able to know that like in this life, we can create ideals, right? Like when people say, I want to grow old together, but there's no guarantee that you're going to get to grow old together. That's true. Yeah. And when people go, oh, you didn't have kids. How sad. No one's going to take care of you when you're old. Well, there's no guarantee that anyone's kids are going to take care of them when they're old. That's true. At least not in America. And so there's these things and you just go, hmm, how do you go on if kids don't take care of you? If your partner doesn't exist in your old age, you're still going to be with yourself. So if you can always lean in and know what that's like and enjoy being with yourself, like that's really such a great pillar, right? We all get to be sovereign and show up together and love on each other when we are together. I had to ask because, you know, just in case beautiful conscious men out there that are looking for a super hot Filipino. And <laughs> we're letting them know as of this recording, you're available. We're sending this signal out. I love it. I love it so much. Re, if there is one thing you're most proud of when it comes to your own personal journey on this earth thus far, what would it point to? What would that thing be? Oh, gosh, the thing that I'm most proud of. You know, I think where I want to go with this right now is I've always excelled or moved through space and this journey and succeeded in ways where even in the background, I'm wrestling with my own demons, <laughs> wrestling with my own shadow, wrestling with my own limiting beliefs. And I was able to survive all of that. So a friend of mine gave me a really good exercise. He's like, Try looking in the mirror, that version of you that you're looking at, like that person that you're looking at, the you that you're looking at. Be grateful for him. This person has really seen me through all of it. It's just like you and me. And from the very beginning, seen all the experiences and all the heartbreaks and all the challenges that I was able to sort of move through all that and still survive. I just turned 51 this year. I know you were there for my 50th birthday, but you know, wow, what a colorful 50 plus years that I've had around the sun with those challenges in the background. And because I love personal growth and development, I'm always looking for new ways to kind of become the highest, best possible version of myself, that now I get to create and live a life from the perspective of, okay, those are all great tools that helped me survive. Maybe it's time to have a relationship with the ego and say, okay, you know what, take a backseat for a second. Let's see what else is available. And let's create from that place. And let's just say, listen, you're safe. No one can really take that away from you, your sense of safety. 
your sense of like who you are. And so the moment you sort of give that for someone else to take away from you, you're giving up your power. So that's kind of what I'm saying is just like, wow, kudos to me for becoming and achieving all that I have in the face of being different, being gay, mostly being not always the typical norm. I didn't necessarily neatly fit into a particular identification. And I'm grateful for who I get to be as a conscious choice of how I constitute myself. And I love the person that you are, so. Of course, I mean, you know. <laughs> What's not to love, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, who have been the influencers in your life? If you had to point to some people that, whether they've mentored you or influenced you in a big way, who would you say those people are? I do feel called to say that I didn't always have role models to look up to that I felt fully aligned with and that I felt sort of represented where I wanted to go or be from the perspective of there weren't any gay role models. There weren't any Asian or Filipino role models necessarily that I looked up to. And then, you know, I wasn't always an entrepreneur. I worked in the corporate world. I didn't have business leaders or CEOs or executives of companies that I worked for that I really looked up to. And then entering the entrepreneur space, there are some entrepreneurs and inspirational visionary leaders that I certainly respect and admire. But first and foremost, and this is also why you and I get along, but my first and foremost source of inspiration role model is my mom. And she has and always will be my rock. And if you are listening in and you have the experience of having that type of mother who provides unconditional, ever-flowing love your way, like what a beautiful experience that you get to have. So that's one. And then for me, my inspiration aren't necessarily entrepreneurs. They're actually more spiritual leaders. So of the likes of Eckhart Tolle and the Dalai Lama and Michael Singer, right? So I've learned so much from their wisdom and their teachings. And there's some new people who are teaching in and around consciousness that I'm really looking up to and admiring. Some of the recent ones are like Aubrey Marcus. And there's another gentleman, Aaron Abke. And there's a whole range. As my awareness is shifting, I'm kind of really leaning into what some of the people that I was like, I really vibe with how they're approaching life and how they're thinking. I love that. Obviously, another thing we very much share in common. And that's one of the areas that I think from a soul level and from a DNA level that we've gotten to experience is just that deep sense of love that feels really good to be fully loved by our mothers and that they've set such a great example for us. Tell me what's up and coming for Reperez. Well, it's funny that you asked the question in that way, but there is a Reperez personal brand that's wanting to emerge. You know, it's a coming soon on a reperez.com, which is distinct from brandingforthepeople.com. So that site should be up in, a, in the next couple of weeks. And it has a very different feel. I'm still leaning into the energy and the purpose behind all of it. I've done some initial thinking around it, but I do feel branding for the people is certainly my baby. And, you know, I have an amazing team. You can check out all the great work that we're doing there. And I feel that there's something new that's emerging. And it has to do with me as uh, a thought leader and as not only as a branding strategist, but as a thought leader and someone who has a bigger purpose in this world and someone who wants to have an impact in a lot of different areas and maybe start to invest in different types of brands and businesses that have this snowball and trickle effect. So, you know, the shape and form is underway, but there's me as a personal brand, there is the branding agency. And so what is the new shape and the form that looks like? One of the things I got clear on is that 
I feel like I'm still very much on purpose, like living my purpose. What I didn't share earlier when I went through, when I was working for the big branding firms in New York, I just, I went through a personal heartbreak. I was working at these big firms. I got a position in Dubai and the very summary version of it, it was one of those sort of breakups that really shook me to my core and really had me reevaluate every freaking thing in my life. And branding kind of stuck. It's just that it was no longer for me to serve these big companies that I work for, these Fortune 500 companies. And I really wanted to really lean in on working on brands that were making some sort of impact, starting my own business, all that sort of stuff. So the reason I bring that up is so yeah, that has always been a big part of my purpose is like I said earlier, transforming the brands that are transforming the world. But I feel like the shape and form of what that looks like is going to evolve. And it's starting to evolve as the world is evolving, as the business landscape is evolving, as AI is shifting industries. That's another thing I feel I should really pat myself on the back and really be proud of. I'm really good at adapting and shifting and being really open to evolving. Some people aren't. Some people are very set in their ways. And maybe there's some aspects of where I'm pretty set in my ways that I've identified that work for me. But there is still also an opening of like, hmm, maybe this could work better. Maybe this could work faster. Maybe this can work with more ease and flow. And maybe this can work without working. Yeah, optimizing, tweaking, and just the flexibility, right? And that's really what it is. You're flexible. I can point to that in my life and go, this is why most things have been flowy and most things have ebbed and moved right along. It's because I just allow the flexibility to, to be there instead of being so rooted in a particular belief, in a particular system, in a particular way. And yeah, AI, that's definitely been a big piece of conversation. And it's interesting to see how things have started to shift. And I think it'll be even more interesting to watch how that continues down the line. I'm excited. We had a fractal droid, which was a piece of Burning Man art that's AI driven at the event I just put on for Alex and uh, Abundance Amplifier. For those of you that haven't caught it, there'll be another one. It's music festival meets biohacking meets personal growth. And that droid was incredible. The way they have engineered the AI, like the voice is super soothing. She sounds professional nurturer. And then the way she answered questions, it wasn't this like clunky answer that you get from like Siri. It was a very thought out, I'm air quoting here for those of you that can't see me, response. And it had this inflection to it. It had depth to the answer. And that was so fascinating to hear. Really fascinating to have a piece of AI talking to you so eloquently, honestly, more than some people do. <laughs> so it's incredible. It really is. Well, Ree, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for showing up in your authentic self. You're so good at that. It's just one of the things that I love and admire about you. Thank you for playing fully, as you always do. And I'm excited to see the personal brand emerge and see how you want to show up in the world into the next chapter. Yeah. So thank you again for, for sharing, for being here, for sharing your, your growth and your transformation and just who you are as a human that I love so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be in your company and thanks for the conversation. All right, folks. 
Thanks for joining us today. We will see you next week on a new episode of The Mary D Show. Thank you for joining us on today's show. I hope that today's session inspires you to live an aligned life where you get to take complete ownership of your feelings and decisions to live in your truth. You can connect with me more at www.maryd.com. You can also catch us on YouTube at The Mary D Show. Head on over to Instagram and Facebook and type in at The Mary D and just look for the little blue check to ensure you're on my official page. 